And good morning, everybody. It looks like uh, almost everybody's been muted, so I'm guessing that means it's 22.11 and the church service is about to start. So welcome to our service this morning. I'm hoping you can all hear me. If not, will you wait? Um, if you can, um, hopefully all of you are online at some point and are able to see our newsletter. If anybody doesn't get this, can you please contact one of the elders or one of the team? So we can make sure somehow we get a copy to you, even if it means somebody coming around and putting it through your door. Because there are things on there that tell us what's going on in the church throughout the coming week. Um, there are a couple of messages that I'm just going to talk about, which may have been dealt with, but I'll, I'll leave that anyway. Uh, I'll do it anyway. Uh, Ron has sent a message, which basically is on the email about giving to Christian Aid. It's not too late to do that. We only did it yesterday. So if you've not given money to Christian Aid, go online and do it. Tim, is that all right? Yeah. Everything okay? Yeah? Yeah, right. yeah, good. yeah. So if, if you've not done that, it's not too late to do it. And there was, an, um, as you all know, yesterday was supposed to be party in the car park. And it's extremely sad that we can't do that. And we haven't, we, we just couldn't do it. Um, but there are things that people have prepared that can be shared throughout our community. Now, we did try and let everybody know that during the week so that we could collect them and get them shared out between our community. But if you have got stuff that like plants that you've grown or anything like that, can you please contact Vanda um, either by email or by phone? Because she's coordinating, getting them sent out so that people can still share the benefits of party in the car park, even though the event didn't happen. Right. Now, today, our service is being led by Stuart. Um, before I hand over, hand over to Stuart. I'd just like to pray for him with you so that the Lord blesses him today. Let's just pray. Father God, we just thank you that we can come together to praise you this morning. You are our God. You call us to this place. You call us to meet as a church. You are with us all the time. You support us. You strengthen us. And this morning, you've led Stuart to preach to us this morning. I just pray that you'll bless him. I pray that your spirit will be flowing through him. That the words that he says come direct from you and are meant for us. And I pray, Lord, that we listen. That your will be done in this service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stuart, over to you. Thank you, Colin. Good morning. We're going to start with a call to worship, which is from Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called mighty oaks, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. Today, we're going to be thinking about why the Holy, how the Holy Spirit helps us and the calling of the spirit on our lives to share the good news, to be bearers of the good news into the world that we live in. So as we come, 
We'll continue in prayer. So let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you call us, each one of us, to be part of your kingdom and to help your kingdom grow. We ask, Lord, now, as we come, we, we pray for forgiveness for the times where we've ignored your spirit and turned away from the things you've wanted us to do. Forgive us and make us new. And help us, Lord, by the power of your spirit to be the people you want us to be and to do the things that you want us to do. For Jesus Christ's sake and in his name we pray. Amen. And Sue and Dave are going to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for that, Dave and Sue. I uh, believe that I'm next, and it's birthday time. Now, I, I, you're going to have to think, you're going to have to tell me, because I've got ghosts appearing on my screen at the moment. So if you hold your hand up, I won't see it. But has anybody got a birthday, either today or in the coming week? Does that mean no? We had a birthday here yesterday. My youngest lad was... The last one to leave his teenage years. So he was 20 yesterday. And we had all the family come round in instalments, socially distancing, singing happy birthday to him in the back garden. <laughs> as loud as we possibly could. And for those who don't know Danny, Danny's got her all the way down to his hips. It's exceptionally long and he's just dyed it all black. So... <laughs> He just absolutely looks like one of these 60s, 70s rock band stars. But he had a great birthday yesterday, and it was a celebration that is unusual in these times, where people can actually still celebrate somebody's birthday. Don't be embarrassed in future if it's your birthday, and you're going to have lots of boxes saying happy birthday to you, because it is a great experience. All right. We've tried it. So... No birthdays. Stuart, I think it's now time for the Bible readings. So the first reading is from John 14. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, because I live, and you also will live. 
On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Amen. And the second reading is from Acts chapter 17, starting at verse 22. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhibit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, we want to hear you again on this subject. At that point, Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysus, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Damaris, and a number of others. May God's blessing be added to this, his word. Amen. Thank you, Dave and Kate. Let's just pray. Lord God, speak to our hearts by your word. And as Colin prayed earlier, may we hear what you have to say to each one of us. Amen. We're on the journey to Pentecost, um, but it seems in the the lectionary, which is the the, the thing that we're following, uh, things go a bit back to front. Um, we've sort of gone beyond Pentecost and come back again. 
Um, so but we're actually at a point uh, a bit further on from the Pentecost story. Uh, we will hear that, hear that in, a, in a couple of weeks. Um, and what we hear here is a story about how the Holy Spirit helps us. Now, we all have stories of people helping others. And I guess at the moment, that's one of been one of the high points of of this terrible disease that we're having to co- uh, cope with at the moment. We see people like Colonel Tom helping the NHS beyond we, what we can understand or believe. He's really been amazing. Food deliveries, people taking out food to uh, their neighbours and the local community. Obviously, there's the NHS and the frontline staff who who sacrifice their lives daily to serve us and to help us. And it's great that we have such practical help going on and we can give thanks to God for that. But sometimes we need something else. We need spiritual help. We need some guidance. We need to know where we're going. So where do we go? to get that spiritual help. Trusted friends, that's always good. If we can go to somebody and they give us words of advice, that's a good thing. Uh, maybe go to the minister. That's always good as well. Um, they also have good spiritual background and understand something of, of life and would be happy to uh, share some spiritual guidance. But the best place to go, the best place to get that spiritual house is help is that we were given a helper. A helper who is God. Now, I'm going to try and show a slide. Now, it may or may not work. Uh, but I will describe it to you uh, if. Uh, I don't think it's going to work, so I'm not going to do that. Um, no. Cancel. We'll cancel that. Don't worry. It's not important. It's not that essential. But we're given a a helper. And for those, well, at least I know one person in the congregation, those who enjoy Greek, uh, the word used uh, for the helper is paraclete. And that has a lot of translations. It can mean the helper, the counsellor, or as the NIV put it, the advocate. And Jesus promises that the paraclete, the the help of the counsel, the advocate will be with us forever. He was going off to die in that passage from John. He was going to leave his disciples. He was going to die and rise again and go ascend into heaven. But he promised that he wouldn't leave the disciples alone, that he would give them the power that he had, the power of God to do the works that they were called to do. The spirit helps us, helps us in so many ways, leads us into truth, opens the scriptures for us, shows us who Jesus really is, gives us power from on high to live out our lives, gives us gifts and fruit so that we can become and look more like Jesus and do the things that Jesus did. It also says it would not leave us as orphans, the spirit helps us to under, helps us to understand that we are precious children of God. And Jesus sent this helper. And he wants us to know this helper, too. He does that by filling us. The Holy Spirit fills us. 
The Holy Spirit lives within us. You may have heard people say, my body is a temple. That's only half the scripture. Our bodies are a temple to the Holy Spirit is what scripture says. The spirit lives within us. So we need to receive the Holy Spirit and go on being baptized in the spirit. Christians believe in Jesus. Yes. But our faith in God. Yes. But we only work with the power of the spirit within us. So one of the questions that I put to ourselves is what sort of situation do you experience or shy away from because you're not sure how to respond? What sort of situations as Christians do you find difficult to respond to and not quite sure what the best way forward is? As an example from uh, Acts 17, we see Paul in a situation a bit like that. He's in a foreign land. He's in Athens. Uh, meeting at the Areopagus. That sounds great, doesn't it? It's, if you know it in Roman or Roman English anyway, that's Mars Hill. It's a place where people would have gathered. The philosophers and Stoics and other clever types would have discussed all sorts of stuff, including the meaning of life and, and the gods as well. Now, the one thing that's interesting to note is that Paul as he'd gone to Athens, had done a bit of his homework. He'd looked around. He'd listened to the Holy Spirit. And he worked out how to engage with the, the people that, he was in, that were in front of him. The Holy Spirit prompted him to start where they understood. Not to get them to a place where he wanted them to be necessarily, but he started with what they understood. He started uh, looking at their temples and their gods to make an explanation of what he believed. Got a bit of a tale. Tale of two maths teachers. I had a maths teacher uh, and I was a bit unsure about maths uh, a long time ago. Of course, it was a long time ago. And, um, and one maths teacher I had, whenever you had a problem and you asked a question about it, the maths teacher would just re repeat what they just told you. Now, that didn't help because I didn't understand what he was trying to teach me. I had no idea. It's no good just repeating the same thing over and over again and hoping that the person gets it. I had another maths teacher who was able to explain uh, questions that I didn't understood, understand in a different way, in a way that I might be able to engage with. And that was a lot more helpful. I suddenly understood what I was supposed to do and, and my confidence in mathematics grew. In the same way, Paul started from their unknown God. He didn't start with his God. He started with their God and explained how they could know God personally. They would know the risen Jesus Christ. And so the Holy Spirit helps Paul by helping him to speak a language that they understand. And he even quotes their own philosopher, their own uh, their own poets. It says uh, 
Epimedes, Epimenides, which is easier for him to say than me. For in him we live and move and have our being, is quoting one of their own poets. And he does that to get his point home. That God is alive, his spirit is there for all. Now, it's true. We're not likely to get in discussions with great the great philosophers of our day today. But I reckon there will be a time when all of us will need to talk to others about our faith. It will come and it may come as a bit of a surprise to us. So how do we respond? 1 Peter 3.15 says we need to be always be prepared to give a reason for the faith that we have and do it with uh, compassion and grace. But the Holy Spirit's there to help us in those situations. Some things to remember. First of all, when we meet people, that the Holy Spirit is already at work. The Holy Spirit does the work on our behalf. We become vessels, but the Holy Spirit may already be working in those people's hearts to open their minds and hearts to God. Secondly, it's okay to ask the Holy Spirit for help. If you're in one of those situations where you don't know where to turn or you don't know what words to say or how to respond, just send up one of those arrow prayers that says, Lord, help me. Give me guidance. Speak into my heart. May my words be yours. It's okay not to have all the answers, but to share honestly. Sometimes, perhaps as Christians, we think we must have every single answer to every single question before we can engage with other people. That's not true. None of us have all the answers. Even the great people in the Bible would probably admit that there were gaps. Well, apart from Jesus, of course, gaps in their knowledge of understanding of the faith. We share honestly and perhaps share um, what it is on our heart that makes us and draws us to God. We also have to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in the person. So we need to pray for the person. We need to pray for our communities. And a bit of a shameless plug. We're going to be doing that on Wednesday this week at 7.30. So please do join us on Zoom uh, as we do Thy Kingdom Come. It's a start of a, a 10 day leading up to Pentecost. Time to pray that the Holy Spirit will move in our community and upon our community. So do do that. Because that will be so important as as we start to see the spirit move uh, in our land and in this community. So we need to pray. And the power of God is so much bigger than we can ask or imagine. So let's not be limited in what we can do or, or think we can do. We need to start where the person is rather than where we would like them to be. It's so easy to rush ahead and try and do the spirit's work for him. But we let the spirit do the work. And I see that quite often in people that have prayed for people and try and force uh, Jesus onto them in such a way that is just not natural or, or helpful to them because they want them to be where they are. We have to also acknowledge that some will accept Jesus as their Lord and Saviour and receive the Holy Spirit into their hearts. And that we can celebrate just as the angels will in heaven. 
But if you go a bit further on in that passage, 32 to 34, it says some rejected Paul's message. They grumbled amongst themselves and rejected his message. But that shouldn't be a reason for us to give up. Because the Holy Spirit is still at work. So often I hear in churches, somebody says, oh, we tried it once, but it wouldn't didn't work. So we won't do it again. But that was 40 years ago. Sometimes we need to keep going and acknowledge that God is still at work. The Holy Spirit helps us in so many ways, gives us power to live out our lives, to go to the to, to our community, to our neighbours, to our friends, to the world to bring transformation. I've been reading a book as we come into finish this time together. Uh, this this sermon I've been reading a book and it's uh, called Scattered Servants I put a bit of a, uh, a little quote from it on Facebook earlier in the week and there's this great passage it's a guy called Alan Scott and he puts he says this the spirit of God was not given for exciting church services but to empower scattered servants that's us he wasn't given so we could have better meetings or greater experiences. He was sent so we could be sent with power. And so we could bear witness to a powerful Christ. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. While the power of the Holy Spirit was given to us, it wasn't given for us. Kingdom power was given to bring wholeness to the whole of humanity. His spirit rests on us to reach our cities. In the process, he renews our churches. But the purpose is to release whole cities. So the spirit is there not just to make us feel warm and fuzzy, although he might do that. The spirit is there so that we can see a whole new world transformed to the kingdom of God. So this week. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to fill and guide us so that that we will know that we are precious in God's sight, but also want to change the world. Amen. (coughs) So... So we're now going to do, uh, I don't know that people can hear me. So we're now going to do the um, prayers of intercession. Let's pray together. Lord, we know that nothing is too big or even too small to bring before you in prayer. You delight in each one of us. Let us always remember that. And as we look to the world, We look at the world struggling with this corona pandemic. 
It is stilling nations. Yet other disease hasn't gone away. Neither have wars or global warming. <clears throat> Ecological nightmares still happen. People live in poverty. There are droughts and floods. There are hunger. There are hungry people. Lord, we bring you all this big stuff and ask for your help. But amongst all this big stuff, Lord, we have individuals and we bring each to you now. Those in pain, those worried, those struggling with money, those in addiction, those being bullied or abused, those in ill health, those with mental health difficulties, those without homes, those searching for you, Lord. Lord, bless them and show us how we can help them. <clears throat> and for each one of us, Lord, help us to connect with you and our community in the coming weeks. I'm just going to end with a prayer that is on the Christian Aid website. It's called a prayer for emergencies. Oh God, our refuge and strength, our help in times of trouble. Have mercy on the lands where the earth has given way. Have mercy on the lands where the weather has destroyed livelihoods. Prosper, <clears throat> prosper those who rebuild houses and strengthen those who rebuild hope so that entire communities may face the future without fear. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Vanda. And, and thank you to everybody else who's taken part in our service. We're, uh, we're about to finish with the words of the grace, but just before we do, remember that these are really difficult times, and although most of us live our lives now by technology, there's still an opportunity to show God's love. There's still an opportunity to show God's grace. The Spirit will give us the opportunity to do that. Be willing to show. People need us to be available to do God's work. Can I ask you all to un unmute and we can say the words of the grace to one another so that we can uh, share that fellowship. <clears throat> Just waiting for everybody to click off. Okay, I'll lead the grace of our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Our Lord. Our Lord. Our Lord. Our Lord.
That is such an amazing sound. All God's people talking together. All right. Have a great week. God bless.